Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel. This story is called Entertaining Unawares by Bill Hyatt. Thomas Calvin was feeling every one of his 45 years as he pulled himself through the front door. Christmas shopping should be left to the young and energetic. Tom, are you okay? asked Maria, who had been his wife for 20 years though she always managed somehow to look much younger than he was. Nothing three hours of relaxing at home won't cure, he replied. He worked up a smile for her benefit and managed to dodge her attempts to help with the shopping bags. Some of them are for you, after all, he told her. I don't want you to be tempted to peek. She smiled and gave him a, pick, a quick peck on the cheek. All right. But don't throw your back out. It's hardly worth it just to keep my presence a secret. You know I'm just going to peek when you're not around. Anyway. Oh, she said, trying to sound casual. By the way, Andy brought a guest for dinner tonight. There was only one person their son was likely to invite over. And the very thought of this particular guest made Tom shudder. He supposed Gabe really wasn't a bad kid, and not completely anyway. He wasn't evil. He wasn't a serial killer or even a drug dealer. He was, however, hands down, the most annoying person Tom knew. An 18-year-old senior, Gabe wasn't exactly a good role model for Tom's 16-year-old son. Gabe always smelled like cigarettes. Had manners that suggested he'd been raised in a cave somewhere, and made a big deal about having no college plans whatsoever because he could be pursuing a music career that Tom thought existed mostly in Gabe's head. Even worse, the kid had a certain amount of charisma, and Andy was fascinated by him. Tom's biggest fear was that Andy would start acting like Gabe. Dinner was an ordeal, to say the least. Tom, already exhausted from work, and shopping needed a quiet evening. What he got instead was Gabe shredding his nerves into little screaming pieces. Gabe managed to manipulate the conversation, which neither Maria nor Andy seemed to mind. Tom figured, in Maria's case, maternal instinct was to blame. With Andy, Tom feared it was hero worship, and that worried him. Tom longed to find some way to interrupt Gabe's egocentric monologue, but he didn't want to risk embarrassing Andy. So he did his best just to endure the constant flow of delusional prattle about Gabe's music. By the end of dinner, Tom's stomach was so tied in knots, he began to worry about ulcers. He wanted to make Gabe shut up, by any means necessary. He would never really strangle Gabe, of course, but he got a brief moment of pleasure, out of daydreaming about it. I'd like to hear you play sometime, said Maria. Tom hoped that she was just being polite. Andy had offered to help clear the table. Gabe as always had not. However, he did catch the reference to his music and looked around the room critically. This isn't the right kind of venue for electric guitar. Tom breathed a sigh of relief. I have my acoustic guitar in the car, though, the musician wannabe added. Tom's blood pressure shot up like a geyser. Go get it, man, said Andy. It'd be cool if you played for us. Tom thought it would be about as cool as Death Valley in the summer, but again the desire to avoid embarrassing Andy restrained him from saying what he really thought. Gabe, 
who normally moved lazily, was out of the door to get his guitar as fast as he had just been offered a chance to audition for the head of the record label. During dessert, they were treated to Gabe's performance. Tom thought calling it music was an offence to musicians everywhere. Ranxious and lacking any kind of melody, Gabe's guitar playing was not helped by his off-key lyrics, laden with sexual inendos and thinly-veiled drug references. Even Rhea looked as if she was having a hard time coming up with a polite response, though she did applaud a little. Andy applauded so enthusiastically that Tom wondered whether the kid had a musical taste at all. Gabe smiled broadly. See, that's why I don't need to worry about college. Yeah, Andy said and nodded. College is a big waste of time if you have talent. Something in Tom broke loose at that moment, something primal and savage. Maria, who knew him well enough to see from his facial expression that something was wrong, managed to get him out of the room and into the kitchen before he had said anything he'd regret. Tom, I know what you're thinking, Maria began, using a most calming voice. You mean my thoughts about how juvenile delinquent is corrupting our son, Tom asked. His whisper had an intensity of shout. There's something... How his parents could have raised him this way, I'll never know, Tom said, cutting her off. I know he's 18 now, but still, his parents are dead, said Maria abruptly. That got Tom's attention. They died last year, she continued. Foster parents? asked Tom. An aunt looked after him for a few months until he turned 18. I gather it wasn't exactly a great experience for either one of them, and now they hardly speak. Since Gabe is 18... He can live on his own, and he inherited his parents' assets, so he has a house and some money. But Tom, he has no real emotional support. How do you know all this? asked Tom, struggling to figure out how he felt about Gabe now. I overheard a conversation he was having with his school counsellor. I asked him about it later, and his response made it clear he was embarrassed. I know, so I tried to respect his feelings and not say anything, but, well... You just need to know now. He's still not a good influence on Andy, Tom pointed out. I have faith we can talk Andy out of whatever he's picked up from Gabe, Tom. Gabe needs, I know exactly what Gabe needs, said Tom, sounding a bit more ominous than intended. Though he sympathised with Gabe's situation, he had to put Andy's needs first. He turned and hurried out of the kitchen before Maria could stop him. Gabe, can I see you outside? asked Tom, gesturing toward the front door. Behind him, Maria was tapping his shoulder, but he ignored her. Dad, began Andy, looking worried. This will just take a minute, said Tom, pointing to the front door again. Gabe, looking nervous for the first time Tom had ever seen, got up and followed him outside. What's up, man? asked Gabe, looking down at the ground. Tom had mentally prepared a speech, offering sympathy for the death of Gabe's parents, but explaining why Gabe needed to get his act together. Tough love all the way. Somehow, though, with Gabe, still frail-looking adolescent despite his 18 years, standing in the front of him and seeming more uncomfortable by the second. Tom couldn't get the words out. He'd never been so conflicted in his whole life. Yeah, what do you want? Gabe asked. Some of his cockiness returned. Tom just for a moment wanted to slap him. Gabe, I know about... I mean, just spit it out, suggested Gabe, but not quite as sarcastically as he usually would have. Gabe... Would you like to come over Christmas dinner? asked Tom, surprising himself almost as much as he surprised Gabe. Tom, not normally impulsive, had suddenly decided he might want to try some emotional support before doing the tough love thing. As soon as the words were out of his mouth, he had second thoughts, but it was too late. Then Tom blinked. 
Sure, his tired eyes were playing tricks on him. Gabe appeared to be glowing. Very good, Thomas Calvin. The voice was coming out of Gabe's mouth, but didn't sound anything like him. You figured out your own... You figured out on your own exactly what Gabe needs, the voice continued. Oh, and sorry for the music. I can do better, but he can't. The glow became a flash, and Tom could swear he saw the shadow of wings. Then the illusion was gone, and it was just Gabe standing in front of him. Cool, man, said Gabe, looking a little surprised at the offer. I'll be here. Anything else? Tom shook his head, and Gabe ambled back into the house. Tom could swear he heard a distant trumpet blast. Gabe, Gabriel. Now it made sense. He was reminded of the Hebrews 13.12. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Gabe wasn't exactly a stranger, just strange, but otherwise the verse did fit. Tom smiled broadly as he walked back into the house. It was going to be a good Christmas. The End That's a very interesting story indeed. I like that. It's different as well. I didn't expect it to go that way either, so that was very unexpected. Thank you for listening and many blessings.